ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد when you look at the beginning of Surah Yasin, Surah 36 in the Quran, towards the end of the first passage, Allah mentions two very important things that I need to keep in mind, that we should keep in mind as we try our best to navigate these remaining days and especially nights of this blessed month of Ramadan. Towards the end of the initial passage of the Surah, the two concepts that are highlighted, forgiveness from Allah and also being honored by Him. So after the first few ayahs, Yaseen wal Quran al-Hakim innaka lamin al-Mursaleen, towards the end of that portion, the two concepts that are highlighted, forgiveness and being honored, being given this unique nobility from Allah Azza wa So what are two of my primary goals as I navigate these remaining days and nights. I hope to be forgiven from Allah. Allahumma innaka afun tuhibbul afu fa'afu anni. This dua that's specifically tied in with the last ten nights of Ramadan. Especially whenever Laylatul Qadr may end up being, this was the dua that the, that the Prophet ﷺ specifically highlighted when our mother Sayyidah Aisha asked him, like what, what, what dua should I make if it's Laylatul Qadr? And the Prophet responded with this dua. So this is a specific prescription from the fruit of the tree of the Prophet himself It's as if the Prophet, he plucked this fruit, gave it to Sayyidah Aisha for her to taste the sweetness of it and then she shared it with the rest of us. Allahumma innaka afoon tuhibbul afu fa'fu anni Oh Allah, you are most forgiving and you love to forgive, so, for, so forgive me, so pardon me. Even at, just look at this dua itself. Allah didn't teach her that if it's Laylatul Qadr and you're going to make dua, ask Allah for gold and silver. Even though within itself there's nothing wrong with asking Allah for that with the right intention and in the right manner. Wasallallahu min fadli. Allah is most generous. Allah loves it when we ask Him, and when we ask, Allah loves to give. However He chooses, whenever He chooses, wherever He chooses, we leave it to Allah Azza wa Jal, and we, we don't get impatient where we start to say, Ya Allah, I asked you, for example, for gold and silver, I still don't have it. Ya Allah, why don't I have it? It's happened to us where a little bit of time passes, and Allah shows us the wisdom behind it, and then we say, Alhamdulillah. Ya Allah, I couldn't see your wisdom at that time, but you knew. And then when Allah gives us either that same thing later or something else 
at that time or something else later. Whatever it is, we make dua, we, we, we submit that ticket, so to speak, to Allah, and we leave it to Him. Allah knows best. The specific dua the Prophet taught us in connection with Laylatul Qadr is in connection with forgiveness. I need Allah to forgive me. And what's interesting to note is we've had three weeks to clean our act up, to prepare for these last 10 nights. We had the first two thirds of Ramadan to prepare for the last third of Ramadan. Why is, why is this month so special? Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. This entire month is so special because this is when the Prophet initially received revelation sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because of Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr, does it last an entire month? No, it's one night. Allah gave us this entire month because of that one night. And that one night, we know from the Prophet, is placed in the last ten nights and to especially seek it in the odd nights. But then what do you do? It happens every year. When one community or one country, they start fasting on one day, another starts fasting on the next day, they have different even and odd nights. But there's only one Laylatul Qadr. So to be safe, let's try to capitalize on the last ten. To be safe, let's capitalize on both the even and the odd. وَالْفَجْرِ وَلَيَالِ الْعَشْرِ وَالشَّفْعِ وَالْوَتْرِ وَالْلَيْلِ إِذَا يَسْرِ To try to take advantage of both the even and the odd. Especially because I want, I need Allah to forgive me. Allahumma innaka afoon tuhibbu al-afu fa'fu anni. And through Allah forgiving a person, through that there is going to be the, this, this automatic honor in association with that. How much of an honor would it be to enter Jannah? And we ask Allah to help all of us to enter Jannah, Amni Rabbil Alameen. What's mentioned first? Rush, compete towards the forgiveness of Allah and His Jannah. Forgiveness and honor. What do you find towards the end of the second passage in Surah Yasin? Think about it numerically. There were initially there were two messengers on behalf of a messenger. So these were messengers with the lowercase m from the, 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 the disciples of Prophet Isa So they were not messengers with the capital M, but with the lowercase m nonetheless. Linguistically, it makes perfect sense. These two messengers, they're trying to invite people with beautiful character in such a beautiful way to la ilaha illallah. Two of them. But there was resistance. So Allah strengthened them with a third. There is strength in numbers. Even then, what is their number? Three. Not 300 or 3 million. Three. And they're trying to invite their people. They're trying to invite these people to the best thing ever, which is la ilaha illallah, which will lead to forgiveness and honor with Allah Azza wa Jal. How many people believed in them as mentioned in this story at that time? One. One man came running from the other end of the city when he heard that these messengers were in trouble. Their message makes perfect sense, guys. We should at least listen. We should at least consider it. They end up, they end up killing him. He ends up dying a shaheed. He ends up dying a martyr. And Allah gives us this sneak peek behind the scenes that only Allah can give us. 
قال يا ليت قومي يعلمون بما غفر لي ربي وجعلني من المكرمين I wish I wish my people only knew how Allah has what are the two things forgiven me and made me from among those who are honored forgiveness and honor but first forgiveness once once there's that that purification of forgiveness then there's the beautification of the honor what do we find in the next passage? Allah mentions three different general types of ayat. The first one is interesting. The first one has to do with looking down. This ayah especially speaks to someone if they're struggling with depression, anxiety, PTSD, if they're struggling with the sunken place. And we ask Allah to make it easy for anyone and everyone struggling with that, Amni Rabbil Alameen. What happens psychologically, physically, when, when a person is really struggling with that? A person tends to look down. A person, when, when, when there's nothing wrong, actually the way the Prophet was, was described when he would walk, most often he would look down. It wasn't necessarily for this reason, but the point is there's nothing wrong with walking and looking down in general. But the point is if someone is, if they feel like the weight of, of the dunya is just weighing on them, typically there are certain things that are affected by that. Shallow breathing, for example. When walking, they'll typically look down. There are a lot of challenges associated with this. What's interesting is the first ayah that Allah highlights is in connection with looking down. So if times are tough and if someone is looking down, I can learn from this. I can learn from this, this earth, this dirt that is completely lifeless in front of me, this dead earth that's in front of me. As I'm looking down, Allah is saying, I can take something that's completely dead and bring it back to life. I should give the person hope that you, I don't know how. People may not know how exactly how this or that person is going to rise out of, rise from the ashes, so to speak, like the, the figurative phoenix. When looking down, Allah is teaching us, there's an ayah there to, to help you return to the middle. So what does Allah say that? I can take that dead earth and bring it back to life. So if, if times are tough, there's something a person can derive from this, that you know what? My life right now looks like straight dirt, but let me plant some seeds. Let me plant some seeds. Let me reconnect with my maker, with my creator. Let me reconnect with Qur'an. That will definitely bring life to my heart. This is the first of the three ayat that Allah mentions. The first one has to do with looking down. The second one has to do with looking up. The first one has to do with looking down at earth. The second one, maybe times are good. Someone may be looking up. Things are looking up. That's a blessing. Allah points to celestial bodies. There's an ayah in that as well. So if, if I'm looking down, I, Allah helps me to return my vision to the middle, to remain in that middle path. And if times are looking up, Allah is also reminding me to return to the middle and to look at that middle path. 
Things may be good. A person may be feeling great. That's awesome. But don't get arrogant. You're not bigger than the sun. You're not bigger than the sun or the moon or, or these celestial bodies. Allah is the one that gave them their light. Allah also gave you your light. So remain humble. So when, when things are looking down, Allah returns the vision to the middle. When things are looking up, Allah returns the, the vision to the middle. And then what's the third one? And ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ in this ayah is very interesting because some interpret this to refer to the past and some the, the Noah's Ark and some understand this word in this ayah to refer to the future. Either way, what's mentioned is this ship of salvation, this laden ship. There's something right in front of us. So whether things are, are looking down, if they're looking up, if they're looking right in the middle, there's some kind of message that should be speaking to me from this passage. One, two, three. What does Allah mention after this? It's very interesting and this is what I'm building up to. وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمُ اتَّقُوا and for people who take no heed from these ayat, when it's told to them, have taqwa, be mindful of Allah, remember Allah, prepare for meeting your Maker, essentially. Taqwa is directly connected with the akhirah, with my preparation for the Day of Judgment, my preparation for meeting Allah. Taqwa ties into that perfectly. When you look at this ayah, when they're told, when these people, when they're told something about taqwa, to have taqwa regarding what's in front of you, your future, regarding what's behind you, your past, so you may be shown mercy. Allah just told us about different ayat. Allah mentions when these people are told about taqwa, they don't care. And they turn away from the ayat of Allah whenever they're reminded about them. Which ayah comes exactly after that? And when they are told, وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ أَنْفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقَكُمُ اللَّهِ and when they're told to give charity from what Allah has given you. Those who reject faith, those who reject iman, those who deny the truth, say to those who believe in the truth and accept the truth and live by it. Should we feed people who if Allah wanted, he would have fed them? And this last part can be understood in different ways as well. It could be that Allah is saying to them, you guys are far astray. This can also be understood that those who are refusing to give charity are saying to those who value charity, you guys are lost, man. Indeed, you all have gone far astray. The same statement can be understood as Allah saying it to them, 
but they don't real, they're not self-aware. They don't realize reality internally, so they're projecting that darkness that's within them onto those who have light internally. They're telling them, you, you get, what do you gain out of giving charity? Look at the buildup. Why do we want to give charity in general, especially in these last nights, in these last days? To be forgiven from Allah and to be honored by Him. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabiyya ayuhu alladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I'll conclude with this and I do ask each and every one of you to please give me 30 seconds after the prayer for a very quick fundraiser for this center for this masjid for the house of Allah Azza wa Jal our kids and hopefully their kids and their kids and their kids are banking on us to do that now Fatima al-Fihriya, originally from Tunis, migrated to Morocco, she ended up with a huge amount of inheritance. How many people throughout Islamic history have ended up with a huge amount of inheritance? A huge number of people. But why do we remember her name? Because of how she used the blessings that Allah gave her. She built something that has lasted until now. The first university in human history built by a woman, built by a Muslim woman who was very wealthy. She had a whole lot of wealth. She used it in a way to change human history for the better. She built something that would last beyond her. She built something for future generations until now. That's a legacy. That's being honored by Allah Azza wa Jal. So I want to encourage everyone here to give what you can today albeit anything small, because that small amount, Allah can turn it into a magnet for a much bigger amount, and you may not know until the Day of Judgment. A kid here may decide that I want to put a quarter in my pocket because that's all that I've got in the charity box, but with Allah, you gave 100% of what you had in your pockets. Allah can turn that into a magnet. Maybe Allah unlocks somebody else's heart. They just have this whim, this feeling, you know what? Next time I go to MCYC, I want to write a check, $10,000, $20,000, $50,000. It's happened before in this community numerous times. MashaAllah. May Allah accept from everyone here and bless the generosity that exists within this community and cause it to grow and expand, not for us, but for our youth. I'll conclude with this. A man came to the Prophet ﷺ in Medina and asked him, do we have to go to Jannah? It's a very odd question. And the Prophet asked him, what do you mean? And this Sahabi, he responded, you know, here, I can interact with you all the time. I have access to you all the time. But in Jannah, where are you going to be? And if I make it, where am I going to be? The Prophet responded, you will be with who you love. You will be with who you love. And then this just lit up the day for the Sahaba. Because if there's one thing they knew for a fact, they loved Allah and His Messenger. We need to express our iman, our love 
with action. We ask Allah to help us to do so. We ask Allah to make us from among those who are forgiven and honored by Him. We ask Allah for the best in this life and the next and to protect us from His punishment. And to Mawlana, Fansurna, Al Kaman Kafirin, Wa Akhmasana.